Attentive Teaching, Advocating Calm, Cultivating Resilience. Hi, I'm Cindy Schwartz. Welcome to Attentive Teaching. In this episode, we take a look at a subject many educators may be unaware of, and that is the issue of lunch shaming. In 2016, an eight-year-old child in Alabama who was about to complete the third grade received from a cafeteria worker in his lunchroom a stamp on his arm that read, I need lunch money. The child's lunch account at the school had $1.38 left. The account was not in the negative. Now, the stamping of this child's arm was a message to his parents and or guardian that they needed to put more money into this child's lunch account or he could be denied lunch in the future. It's called lunch shaming. And we wonder how this is happening in our country as we move toward including more social and emotional learning awareness into our curriculums. How can shaming a child ever be helpful in any way to accomplish anything? Additionally, the National Education Association tells us in a 2019 article about lunch shaming that a Pennsylvania school district recently sent letters to the parents of 1,000 students with unpaid lunch debt. The district threatened to charge these parents with negligence, which they said might result in, and I quote, your child being removed from your home and placed in foster care. Again, we ask, how is this happening? So first I thought we should define what lunch shaming is. Lunch shaming is the practice of denying lunch or providing low-cost meals to students with unpaid lunch bills. And at the end of the 2019 school year, about 75% of schools in the United States reported students who ended the year owing large sums for lunches, according to the School Nutrition Association. And let's just add this important fact. One in six children live with hunger in America. One in six children live with hunger in America. So it appears that lunch debt is as challenging an issue for us as is hunger in the United States. Now, why do families have unpaid lunch charges? Well, there are lots of reasons. Just because a family doesn't qualify for federally subsidized free or reduced price lunches under the National School Lunch Program doesn't mean that that family can afford lunch every day for their child. Many families are struggling with making ends meet, and they've been hit hard by the recession of 2008 and the current pandemic. But their incomes are above the poverty level, so they do not qualify for federal help, technically. Families may also not be able to pay their child's lunch bills because they feel there is a stigma attached to even asking for help or filling out paperwork to see if they might even qualify for federal assistance. Cultural mores and beliefs might be getting in the way of reaching out for assistance. And ultimately, the issue of lunch shaming begs us to answer the question of how this bullying or shaming of a child and their family will affect the child's ability to succeed at school. Now, American psychologist Abraham Maslow developed the famed hierarchy of needs approach to address just this very type of issue. So according to Maslow, human beings cannot reach the ultimate goal in life of self-actualization, which is achieving one's greatest potential if one's basic physiological 
and emotional needs are not met first. So a child's basic need for food, shelter, sleep, and clothing must be satisfied before a child can be able to receive and accept love and emotional support from others. If both a child's physiological and psychological needs are met, then the child or individual is able to move into that realm of cultivating self-esteem and ultimately move into the realm of self-actualization where they can reach their highest potential. In other words, if a child is hungry and tired and cold, that child will be incapable of performing well at school. It is as simple as that. So, what is being done to address the issue of lunch shaming in our schools? Well, in 2017, New Mexico became the first state to address and eliminate the issue of lunch shaming with the passage of the Hunger-Free Students' Bill of Rights. Here's what their law requires. Schools must enroll eligible kids into the free and reduced meal program if their guardians or parents have not. And they must provide all students with a healthy meal. Additionally, this law expressly prohibits publicly embarrassing students whose families cannot pay. Senator Tom Udall, Democrat from New Mexico, introduced new federal legislation addressing the issue of lunch shaming in both 2017 and again in 2019. The Anti-Lunch Shaming Act of 2019 had wide bipartisan support from senators like Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, and Senator Cory Gardner, Republican from Colorado. This act has been moved to committee for consideration, and if passed, the act will prohibit the public identification or stigmatization of a child with outstanding lunch debt or a child who was unable to pay for meals under the National School Lunch Program or the School Breakfast Program. No school in the country would be allowed to single out children with lunch debt with hand stamps or wristbands or alternative meals or by assigning chores not required of students generally. But here is the challenge. As of today, there are 28 bills that the Senate is sitting on that could help kids. And we hope that this bill about lunch shaming moves out of committee for full consideration by both houses of Congress. Now, while this bill moves through committee and Congress, 15 states as of 2019 have passed laws that address how schools handle lunch debt. California just passed a new law that guarantees every student a free lunch, regardless of their ability to pay. Even the Showtime show Shameless recently in their newest season addressed the issue of lunch shaming when the character Liam, a student on the south side of Chicago, offered free lunches to be made at his home and given to his fellow students when the school forced kids who owed money to wear badges saying they had lunch debt. Yes, the issue of lunch shaming is front and center. And we acknowledge, we definitely acknowledge that school lunch debt is clearly problematic for school districts. For example, the school district of Cranston, Maine recently reported that their school lunch debt is about $90,000 and that they had to start using a debt collector company to help them retrieve some of this money that is owed to the district. And maybe there is no easy solution at this time other than to acknowledge that if we are truly desirous 
of addressing the emotional and social needs of our students, then the last thing we want to do is shame them when they are hungry. I hope that today's podcast has provided you with a window into the physiological, social, and emotional needs of your students. Please let me know if the issue resonates with you or if you have any other information that could help other educators become more aware of this issue of lunch shaming. Thank you for joining us today on Attentive Teaching. Join us every Monday for a new podcast that sheds light on the challenges we all face in the classroom. Visit us at attentiveteaching.com where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest pages. Subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or podcast app of choice. This has been Cindy Schwartz. So nice of you to stop by. I wish you a beautiful teaching day and great peace in your classroom. Join us at Attentive Talks every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, where we hold conversations with real teachers in real time to discuss real issues. If you'd like to join our weekly chat, join our private Facebook group, Attentive Talks, where we post our Zoom info. That's Attentive Talks every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Attentive Talk is a project of Attentive Teaching where advocating calm and cultivating resilience are our number one priorities.